0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode two of the Four Lads Mini Bite Size Podcast. Well, we've picked some time to launch this, I tell you that. Episode one, last week the question was, was the manager's jacket on a shugly peg? Um, I'm joined by Chris Jack today to discuss exactly that. Today, Rangers were beating 3-1 at home by Aberdeen. It's end of day stuff now, Chris.
1: The peg is off the wall, the jacket's on the floor, the... 45 is in the post, you know, that's that's end of day stuff, um, you get a feeling when it comes to Rangers managers, you know, how things are going to go, um, everybody can kind of see the writing on the wall, and I think for Michael Beale, it's been on the wall since the Celtic game, I think he lost a large section of the support that afternoon, I think the, the wins in the last couple of weeks have papered over the cracks in some regards, or in quite a lot of regards actually, performances have not been good. Um, and teams that want to win Primership titles don't lose 3-1 at home to Aberdeen in that, in that manner. Not any any good team can lose a game, but it's the manner of the defeats and the number of the defeats now that have uh, really cost Rangers um, and ultimately they will cost Michael Bealy's job.
0: A lot of words have been used by the fans at the moment unsustainable, untenable. Is that fair?
1: I think it is fair. I say the, the fans are the one that no, they pay their money. They've been here four times in, in the last week have not been served up an awful lot um, in return for that money. So I think the, the wins have papered over a number of the cracks in recent weeks. But the squad has not has not performed, the team's not performed, a number of the new signings uh, have certainly not performed. Um, I think the reaction that some of them got today tells you a lot about where they are, they're standing as a bunch of support. But ultimately, the reaction that the manager got, um, not just this afternoon, but after the Celtic game, after the Model game was really telling, that, that type of thing is unsustainable. It's actually quite something that the crowd is as big as it was today. If that was to turn, um, I think that would force the board's hand, but I'm sure they will probably know themselves that this, this can't go on. Rangers are on the, on the brink now of losing another Premiership title, and we're not even in October yet, and that's, that's not good enough.
0: I've been coming here a long time, 30 years, Chris. I don't remember as toxic an environment in the three league games in a row where the manager and the team are getting booed off the pitch. There's comparisons obviously with the likes of Pedro Casina Paul Le Guin's kind of final days. It all feels like we've been here before. I don't see there's a, a foreseeable way of turning this around. I'm very pro Michael Beale. Um, I have been towards the same as I was with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, very pro Van Bronckhurst. But it comes to a point where it would be disingenuous to say anything other than this: his time is up.
1: No, I think that's I think that sums it up. David you know, the, the reaction from the fans speaks speaks volumes, um, and I think the way the manager looked after a couple of the games in the last few weeks, I think he's probably known himself that it was always going to take that one result just to tip the remaining you know, the remaining people that backed him it was going to take that one result just to tip it over the edge. And I said to a number of people in the last couple of weeks. When you get to the stage of he's got one game to save his job, he's already lost his job. But that that position you don't come back from that. Now when people are saying one more and then that's him, one more and then that's him, but that stage it's already too late. The games the games already up. The ball's already burst at that at that minute. Um, if if the news was to come out over the next few hours, few days, few weeks, I don't think it'll be a surprise to anyone. Um, I don't think Michael Beale can have any complaints either.
0: Should that news come out? And should it be quickly?
1: I think it has to be. Um, if you look at the Premiership table and the Rangers sitting seven points behind Celtic, it's not, it's not a position that they can't, that can't salvage. I think it's unlikely. But there's a way that Rangers can get themselves back into the title race. That's not going to happen with Michael Biel as manager. The um, international break is coming up in a couple of weeks after the Harris game and then after the St Martin game to try and give them those two, I think especially because they're not at Ibrox, they can maybe say, we'll try and, try and get through those two and then make a call going into that break. But I think we you look at the changes that have been made over the over the summer here, there's been some big, been some big calls, there's been some proactive calls. I think the board perhaps risk losing the backing of some of the support if they were to be seen to be delaying or not being decisive in that, in that decision. It's obvious that Michael Beale is not going to be the Rangers manager that wins the next league title. Um, so if that's, the, if that's the situation now, that's going to be the situation next week or the week after, it's better just to make that call.
0: Something you said there's pretty key with regard to the boardroom and losing the faith in the, of, of the fans, they have been very proactive this summer and they have got a lot of goodwill. Um, that's a big statement to say that it, it's likely to to begin to diminish if they don't do this now. But there is a realism that that's a very, very big danger. John Bennett has obviously come in as chairman. He's given up his position and his work very soon to take complete control. He's not going to want this to go sideways and start to have the, the kind of fans' reaction on him. Mm-hmm. The change has got to be made. I don't think that's deniable. Now, even if you give him these two games, it's not going to do anything. It might just give us a manager for those games because there might not be a viable um, caretaker within the club at this moment in time. That's something maybe to consider. But even if he wins the next two games five now, it's not going to change anybody's mind. That's not going to happen the way we're playing in this situation anyway. But even if that was to happen... The change still needs to be made regardless.
1: As I say, Stevie, the situation is at the stage now where Michael Beale cannot continue as Rangers manager. The performances and the results have not been acceptable. The fans, as I've seen in the last week or so here, have clearly lost faith in him. And I said, even if he was to go and get a really good result in, in Cyprus in midweek, and then put in a really good performance again, Essam next weekend, it doesn't make any difference because the damage has been done. There's too much, there's too much damage there. I for rain, there's too much water has gone under the bridge, um, and that's been the case throughout this throughout this run in the last couple of weeks. As I say, no, the winds here in the last couple of uh, weeks, have not really made a massive difference in terms of the manager's position. And they've not been good enough to convert those who wanted them sacked into those who were happy to back them. Um, and results like today performances like today anyone that was like a floating voter anyone that still said oh, he's, ha- he's had injuries or give him time to build his squad now the backing of that that section of his support no matter how big or small it is that's surely gone um, and when you get to that stage I see his position then becomes untenable
0: Moving away from the manager and onto the squad and what we're seeing on the pitch aside of Jack Bulton there isn't really a lot there to, that we can really grip onto that we're seeing that are playing well whoever comes in and we, we work on the assumption that that's where this is going to go. I think it feels like a reasonable assumption at this moment in time. They have really big questions to answer over this this um, squad and, and the playing staff that, that is shown some big questions regarding the captaincy and being brave enough to make those decisions. Perhaps certain players have, have come to the end of their, their, their form and, and certainly their position in the team. Do you think that's fair? Or is it reactionary to an overall situation that we're seeing? Because I see players that have been signed that aren't good enough. I don't think it's unfair to say that. I think big money's been spent. We're not seeing where and why that has been done. I think that levels of players from last season, I'm looking at the fullback areas particularly, have massively diminished from the, the kind of standards the way that they have set. And I think that whoever needs to come in needs to be brave enough to make those decisions. Again, the question to you, Chris, is is that fair first on the players and is it fair to say that about the captain and about certain things that we're seeing on the pitch?
1: I think it's fair not just based on the last couple of weeks but what we've seen over the last couple of seasons. Now, this is a squad that as many great nights as they've given us and also run to Seville, winning the Scottish Cup, been so big nights here, it's all, it's all been great but they've not won enough. Great Rangers squads don't settle for one league title, great Rangers teams don't settle for one Scottish Cup, there's too many nearly men in the squad Um, and even though it has been given a refresh over the course of the summer, the guys that have come in haven't shown that they're up to it, the guys that have come in haven't shown that they're good enough to take the club to not just a, a higher level, but to get back to being the best team at Scotland. We're not asking them to go and suddenly start winning three and four Champions League group stage games. We just want Rangers to be competitive and to be successful in terms of winning premiership titles and winning domestic cups um, and also competing at a certain level in the, in the Europa League. And there's too many players, whether it's form, fitness, injury, mentality, there's too many players that are not at that, not at that level. Um, so I, I think, as you say, Steve, whoever does come in, they do have some big calls to make. And I don't think they should be afraid of making those big calls. I think as a, as a club, Rangers have been too emotionally attached. They've been too eh, wary of letting players go in the last couple of years. It's cost us financially. I think Kent and Morelos held on to too long. Klein Kamara held on too long. And if it was to be the end of a Tavernier or a Goldson or a Barisic or Ryan Jackeremdi, who has been here for a long time, giving great service to the club, then so be it. All all these things have to be done for the for the greater good. Just like Michael Beale has to be removed as manager for the greater good. If if that means that players have to move on for the same reason, end of the day, everyone that comes here every week wants a Rangers team on the park to be successful, and whatever that looks like, is whatever it looks like.
0: Very quickly, the um, final part of the podcast, is there somebody you would like to see come in out there that you think is a viable option? My problem is I don't think there's an obvious answer out there. I think that you're looking at guys like Kevin Muscat, maybe soon, um, potentially being as big a gamble as we took when we appointed Michael Beale this time last year. Um, That's my problem with it. I'm not saying we stick. I think that's passed now. I do think the change needs to be made. So that's not my point. I just don't think there's an obvious candidate.
1: I think that's the biggest problem that the board do have. And also in terms of like a profile, now they've gone for the big profile in terms of Steven Gerrard. They've gone for the Rangers legend in terms of Vandronkovs. They've gone for the up and coming English manager. They've gone for the championship manager in Warburton. They've gone foreign in terms of Pedro. Now what other, if you even just rather than think of a name, if I think we have a profile, where do you, where do you go next? And What what boxes do you, what do you want the next Rangers manager to tick? I think it has to be someone who's experienced. It clearly has to be someone who's got a track record. Um, it's going to have to be somebody who I think is going to have to work with, not a huge budget, because there's also a lot of money being spent on this squad. And I know, you know there will be suggestions of bring X, Y or Z in until the end of the season. But I think Rangers need to look bigger than that. They need to get the next manager that's going to win the next league title, not just somebody that can steady the ship over the next four, five, six months. Um, so I think there's a, there will be a lot of names doing the rounds, trying to pick one. I think is tricky. Um, so I think that's only tricky because getting a profile of who you want is going to be the is going to be one of the most defining decisions that this board make.
0: Chris, I would love to say that our first episode together on this Biteside podcast would be happier, but it's got to be honest. Um, I made a lot of mistakes, folks, in, in being positive and in supporting, you know, the rebuild and the players that come in. I said it would be judged on the, on the pitch and, and what happens. I said that on paper we were doing good things and we were making sensible moves. I think arguably that looks extremely stupid now and I'm willing to, to hold my hands up to that. Um, I'm guilty of, of being supportive and enthusiastic about this and it really hasn't worked. I could stand here and, and double down, I don't think that's sensible for anybody. Um, I think it's more prevalent that Rangers make a, a change very quickly. I think the next time we record a podcast together, Chris, um, next week after St Mirren, ironically where, where Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is his last game in charge of being the Rangers manager, um, I think we'll be well on the way to finding out who's going to be our next one. So, folks, until then, I hope you enjoyed this. And please subscribe and support what we're trying to do. And Chris and I will be back and we'll speak to you again soon.